It's time to get back to a simple, pure, authentic love for hunting. No more overcomplicating or changing our heritage. Join host Shane Mowry, the Bone Maniac, as he brings you a real look at hunting. It doesn't take fame or fortune. It's for everyone. It's a way of life. It's in our DNA. All right, folks, tonight we have a special guest on, Jim Huntsman from the Western Huntsman Podcast. And we're two guys that just don't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Man, that's Uh, one of my favorite intros ever. Yes, that's for sure, man. But uh, in all seriousness, uh, Jim and I have been looking to catch up for a long time with our busy schedule. And I'm great to just sit, sit down and chew the fat with you, brother. Man, I'm excited to be here. You're one of my favorite people, dude. I, I, uh, I wish, I wish we didn't live so far away. Cause I'd come and buggy in the, in the bow shop and, and stuff a little more often. My daughter well, blew up one of the bows that we got from you. And, uh, I gotta, I gotta go take it in and, and get all the strings put back on. I don't know what the hell she was doing, but something. Oh, oh well, yeah, man, we get that thing work in order. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, man. They love them, dude. They, 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 I'm not kidding you, man. I I had them all set up. They probably, they probably sent a thousand arrows down range in like, in like a month. They were out there for hours. It was a ball. (laughs) It was so much fun. Oh, Oh, heck yeah. Well, I mean, I noticed even uh, you sending photos and stuff like that. You had them both out on elk hunts this year, man. And that's just, that's just a special time. My, you know, oh, man. Uh, daughter and dad time out in the woods, uh, elk hunting, teaching them things, man. That's uh, that's awesome stuff. That's it's, what it's all. Yeah, for sure, dude. It's the first time, uh, Sheen, that like I've ever truly made an exception to the fact that I like to hunt solo. I like to be alone. I like to be out there by myself. But where I make an exception is taking the girls out is like something else. And, and it's twofold. A, I get a lot of enjoyment out of it and they love it, too. But B, I can't hear very well, which is also why I'm wearing headphones while we record this. Uh, I, I'm, I'm really deaf, especially my left ear. So I take them out, man, and they'd hear elk bugling all over the place where I didn't hear them. I didn't know. I wonder how many elk I've like totally missed opportunities on because I have shit for hearing. <laughs> my eyesight's going bad, so Uh-oh. we're just two old guys, man. <laughs> yeah, Two crusty old buggers, man. Ready to talk smack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, talk smack and drink whiskey i'm all for it <laughs> yeah brother well well cheers to you mm-hmm. pendleton i'm doing the bullet bourbon oh that orange man. that orange label bullet it's good stuff dude oh yeah is that is that they have like a uh, a rye brand right or yeah they do have a rye uh i i i'm kind of a bourbon guy um yeah and it, I, what i like about it man is i I don't get super hung over on it. And so, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's like a old man whiskey or what, but I don't, I don't have like major headaches. Oh, no kidding. I'm going to have to get you over a bottle of the team whiskey stuff. The, uh, they're, they're bought, they're bourbon, um, stuff. So oh, I got to get you over. That. So dude, that that's good stuff. I did. I bought a bottle cause I saw you were doing like a hunt with those guys. Yeah. And, 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 uh, I, so I, I actually bought a bottle and I really liked it and I haven't been able to find it up here since we have like a, you know, we have one of those small town liquor stores, uh, where I live and and like, you know, there's just not much in it. And so they don't, they don't have that one. 
Oh man. Well, we gotta we gotta remedy that. Yeah, can't, man. Can't go without good, good whiskey. That's right. That's right. I, <laughs> you wouldn't hear me complaining if you sent one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I got you covered, man. That sounds like hey, man, Christmas come around, you know. That's right. I, I'll figure out some. I'll we'll we'll do an exchange. I'll send you something. You send me some bourbon, and uh, we'll just be uh, brothers from another mother. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Thank you, <yeah>, man. <laughs> Let's dive into something here, man. This is about a hot topic that we can get into. Um, and I'm sure you've got one. Every bear hunter, houndsman in Idaho has probably received this survey. Um, yeah. Yeah, I took it. What, what do you take on that, man? So it was, it was first of all, it was really frustrating because of – I remember when I opened the email, they're like, oh, it's going to be five minutes or something like that. And it just like the questions just kept coming. And it was like the same question, but worded differently and all gearing towards it. I felt like they were trying to create this riff between houndsmen and bait hunters and, uh, you know, spot and stock guys. I don't know. It, it was it's weird for me, man, because I just recently moved. Uh, you know, from Clark Fork, Idaho to Heron, Montana. So, you know, geographically, they're right next door. I could still throw a rock right. into Idaho. And on I've got that lifetime hunting license. So I'm, I'm always going to hunt bear in Idaho because you could bait and I love baiting. And I've had, I've had bears run off my bait a million times by houndsmen, but I also know how to set baits where houndsmen, uh, the, the hounds aren't going to pick that scent up from the road. And so it's never been a problem for me. And, right. and I just, I, I'm always leery whenever we have like a fish and game agency that, uh, and, and I'm not totally dogging on the IDFG because I, I, they do a lot of great things too, but fuck, sure. th this thing is a mess. I don't know where they're going with it. And that's what scares me is I, I, I feel like they're trying to come up with reasons to start limiting these seasons. And, you know, making bait hunters mad at houndsmen and houndsmen mad at spot and stock and, and, and like pitting each other against. It was just weird the way the questions were. Super weird, man. And it's a precursor. You know, it's definitely a precursor for for uh, to come up in meetings. There's there's no doubt about it. Um, and and I I'd, I'd probably foresee, I mean, I can foresee change coming with those. And it's a shame, too. And it's like you said, I mean, I. I'm a houndsman. I have hounds and mm -hmm. I have had, and, but I bait too. Um, one thing I don't do in my area, the same way with where you lived up there too. Um, spot and stock is, I mean, we're too claustrophobic. It's too timberized, you know, so spot and stock yeah. is we're not shooting at them 700 yards away. You know no, what man. I mean? So, yeah. Um, I, I want to be up close and personal with everything I kill anyway. Um, yeah, exactly. So I, I'm really not, and we're not demographically, spot stock people right or demographic it's just wise. yeah i i think that's a that's a different there's a lot of hunters that really like that that long range stuff and, and it's a different experience and good for them but but for me i have two problems i'm like you man i like to be up close and personal my my daughter spit it in uh spit a, a bullet right over the back of a, a bear at like 30 yards and it was because uh it was my fault i, I knocked the scope out on our way up there I was wondering, but anyway, um, the thing, the thing is, dude, is like when you, 
I, I, and I just said this on a recent podcast, if anybody was listening to mine, that where we were talking about the nuances of North Idaho. Spot and stock's yeah. really not much of an option here. It's like it's like that movie, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and they're all in the grass. You know, that's what that's what North Idaho looks like, including your area. Yeah. You, you get a little more opened up oh, down there, but not much. So not in know. the timber where I just, just I don't want to be I don't want to see people. You know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and that's the same thing with if you're a smart hunter, um, you're not going to have a houndsman um, co- come across your bait. You know, because for one, you're not going to set it right along the road because really I'm guilty of it. A lot of houndsmen are guilty of it. They just run the roads, man. They're just waiting for that dog to yep. to do the work, you know. So, um, but there are folks like me that I'm going to get out and I'm going to run that drainage. So there's a chance that eight miles up the drainage, I will hit your bait. Yeah. Um, but, hey, um, yeah, that's just hunting. That's public well, land. That's my right. Um, yeah. And, and just, here's the thing, dude. Oh, sorry. Did I cut you off? Sorry. We got a little delay. Oh, no, here. no. But it, it's just basically, you know, just one of those things I was saying. It's, it's just, that's just the nature of public land hunting. And it doesn't affect the bait site that much, man. I, I So I have two bait sites and I've got cameras on both. And it would be kind of cool because I'd, I'd see the, I'd see, I'd see a bear go running by at like 9 a.m. <laughs> And then at like yeah. nine thirty-two, here come the hounds. And then at like yeah. nine fifty-five, here comes the houndsman behind him, right? And then by eleven o'clock, that same bear is back on that bait site. So it's yeah. not like it's not like they're ruining your bait site unless you're actively sitting on it and they go running by. But again, I did a, I did a, uh, I think I did a, yeah, I did a YouTube video as to how to set up your bait site so that you're not drawing the hounds from the road. And it's not that hard. No, um, it's it, what, where, where people have an issue with it is these guys that don't want to actually do any real hard work. And I don't mean that to be mean, but if your bait site is a hundred yards off a dirt road, the hounds are going to pick up bears that are traveling to it. Like you got to get that sucker. My bait site, the closest to the road and one of my bait sites is, is three quarters of a mile away. And I never, on that particular site, I've never had a bait, or a, I'm sorry, a houndsman come on that. And mm-hmm. I'm curious what you think, Shane, about um, like where this survey came from, where, like where, why did they send that out? Do you think that there's, like, what's your take on that? Why, why did they send that out? I have my theories and I, and you, you probably will agree with this. I think, I think we, Idaho, I mean, I remember Montana years ago having the same type of survey and they took took out uh, hound hunting. And then we got mm-hmm. it back, what, two years ago? So I, I kind of remember this. Um, and if my memory serves me correctly, it's like they were getting a lot of uh, <clears throat> inexperienced Western hunters coming out and trying to hunt animals, bait. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's what we're having here is we're getting a lot of inexperienced bear hunters coming out thinking that they're going to kill trophies. Well, for one thing, um, Western bear, average bear is 200 pounds, right? So yeah. um, there are big bear. I mean, I've killed big bear, but it's it's uh, it's one of those things like um, you just got to do your homework and think, I don't know, I feel like we don't have common sense anymore. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, <laughs> right? the hound is going to pick up scent, man. That's his job. I mean, he that's what he's bred to do. 
and they're going to pick up that scent right off the road, like you were saying. So I think it's complaints from non-residents. That's my theory, because, I mean, where where can you go in a Western state and still have the free will of houndsmen um, to, to go and uh, um, run your hounds? I mean, yeah. It's a houndsman that's complaining. I would never complain because that's a that's a right that I always want to. I want I enjoy running hounds, and I think yeah. Also, um, like with running hounds and baiting, I think you have a more of a um, you have a more of a chance to get less ground shrinkage on a bear. You know what I mean? So oh, with hell that survey, yeah. because you know the questions kept coming up trophy right um so with that too right so um besides trying to get you know play the devil's advocate back and forth a little bit you know yeah. um <clears throat> feel like there's been a lot of ground shrinkage on guys shooting at bears five and six hundred yards away um yeah they get up I mean, on it and it's a damn raccoon <laughs> yeah. well, you know, well what happened I could have swore it was 400 pounds. Like, <laughs> it's a hundred pounds per every hundred yards you shoot it at. So if it's 500 pounds or 500 yards off, <laughs> then by the time you get up yeah. to it, it's a, it's a damn cub. Yeah. You know, yeah, no, no, I, I think, I think you're right. Uh, from that sense of, uh, you know, possibly this, this non-resident thing. I think it's also a lot of resident hunters. I, I do. I think a lot of it comes from guys that are complaining because they're walking their bait barrel uh, off like a main trail where, you know, it's like this main area. Because th- this is where I, I always find them, especially during elk season. I'll, I'll be like, you know, 50, 100 yards off a, off a trailhead and just kind of, you know, wandering up to get in, into the backcountry or whatever. And, and there'll be like two bait barrels right there. And they're right off the yeah. roads, man. And it's like the bears are being drawn from below you in the drainage. They're crossing the road to get to your bait at three o'clock in the morning. And then the next day, the houndsmen are coming by and those hounds are picking up that scent. And so my theory, I, I guess, it, it, the, the question for me for like ID, IDFG would be why? Because when you look at when you look at Idaho compared to all other states, we have one of the most aggressive predator management programs in the lower 48. And, and, and that's true for wolves. That's true for bear. Uh, it's even true for mountain lion. It's super aggressive. We can, we could bait, we could use hounds, we could spot and stock. We could hunt damn near six months out of the year. We could damn near hunt these bears. And yet yeah. every, every single camera I put out, whether I'm putting cameras out for mule deer or elk or bears or whatever, every single camera I have, in the panhandle units, I get black bears constantly on them. I've heard numbers are it's it's two to four bears per square mile in some of these areas, and and we have so many bears. I I have them. I just had one come out onto my property and steal one of my chickens, and uh, he's going down if I could catch him, but he ate one of my chickens. Like we have more bears here than we could shake a stick at. Yet we, we are so aggressive in hunting them. So riddle me why we even need to make a change. It doesn't make sense. We don't, I don't think we don't. I think there's been a lot of folks that I, I feel seriously feel that if you have two bear tags and if you hunt, um, you know, not even just hunt diligently, you'll be able to fill both those tags. Um, Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
there is a uh, there is a problem. I, I mean, there are problem that there's a lot of them. Or I, how would I want to say that? I wouldn't say it's a pro- it's not like a problem like a wolf problem. It's a yeah. problem like, um, I guess people making it a problem that it really shouldn't. And you're right because we have we have a very aggressive uh, kill season. Uh, you know, we're able to take like mm-hmm. you said, almost six months out of the year. Uh, wolves we can hunt year round you know yeah year um, round and we still have a shit ton of wolves and it's still a problem you know it's well, just as whole because i think there's a lot of bad hunters you know what I mean? well that's, that, that's kind of what yeah i that's what i was gonna get to man is is i think that there's a lot of people that hear guys like you and i talk uh, about you know our love for bear hunting because i love outside of september archery elk i love bear hunting the most and, and, uh, yeah. I, I love spring bear. I love fall bear. I, I just, bears are with the exception of wolves, the, the smartest, most, most like couth animal I've ever pursued. And, and they're mm-hmm. amazing to watch and they're amazing to hunt. And I think that guys get it in their head that it's like fucking killing a two point mule deer or something that just stands there 20 feet off the road. You know, and bear hunting's just not like that. They're a lot smarter. They require a lot more effort and a lot more, you know, uh, what, what's the word? Finesse uh, from a hunting standpoint. And and if you're killing a bear consistently, like every year or two bears, you know, you're a damn good bear hunter. Uh, they're, they're tough. Yeah. They know you're there. That's the thing. Is they oh, know yeah, totally. There. That's yeah, why I love baiting, man. Like, I mean... That's the thing is I've always said, man, is like a bear knows you there. He can smell you, mm-hmm. but that damn bucket of donuts is more important. <laughs> yep. Yep. He knows he's doing something wrong when he comes in. Right. And, oh, and so but, but that's you know? the beauty of baiting. That's a, you could be so picky, man. I love it when I'm sitting on a bait site and, and I get yeah. a, I get a sow with a couple of cubs come over and, and the cubs are just playful as all get out and they're running up and down the trees and they're chasing each other and growling and, uh, mama yeah. bears over there getting pissed because she can't get it uh, the way I, I make my bait barrels. They have a hard time getting the popcorn and everything out of there. I use popcorn and I use Batum 907, man, and it is magic. Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah. but you know, that's another thing for, for a lot of guys that are baiting. Remember, you're not trying to feed the bears, you're trying to bait the bears. Don't make, I've seen some bait right. barrels out there, man, it, like you make it way too easy for the bears to get that shit out of there. You really got to make them oh, work yeah. for it. You know, and otherwise well, yeah. it's empty in an hour. There eat, you know, yep. yeah, yep, exactly. That's the object, man. You know, and there's ways. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna tell everybody secret. You won't either. But there's ways that they go in and they ain't getting it all out. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> have a time. You know, um, it's a it's a sticky situation, man. Um, I, I don't know. I I really hope that um, I really hope that they don't change things. I think there's a lot of us resident hunters that enjoy things just the way they are. Um, we do, you know, there's, there's, there's management hunts or, you know, controlled hunts for bear. Um, you know, I used to live right next to unit 32, you know, down in Horseshoe Bend. So, um, there, there were some tanks down there. I mean, I've seen a couple of tanks. We've chased a couple of ch- tanks down there, you know? So, mm-hmm. and I think that's where a lot of times too, is hound, if hound hunters, or to kill everything that we put up in a tree, there wouldn't be a damn bear left in Idaho. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, Same um, with bait hunters. Same with bait hunters. Well, yeah, you know, if I, shit, man, you know? I'd, I'd kill 10 bears in a day if I, and it's, that's because I know how to set my baits up. I get a lot of bears. 
Most well, of them sure. aren't much yeah. bigger than a raccoon, but hey, <laughs> some of them are. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and I'm like you, man. Those things are. Uh, I I just had Odin, you know, in in the blind with me this year, and and just how amazed they are. I mean, he's like, Dad, that thing's just like a kid. He's over there mm-hmm. playing in the food. <laughs> yeah, totally, man. I love it. I love watching bears, man. I, it's it's such so a common. like that dichotomy of being a hunter, man. Uh, and that, that word's almost too big for me, but there is this dichotomy where like, I, I know what it means. <laughs> it, it's like the, the two sides, right? The, uh, you you remember, you're a Marine. You remember the show full metal jacket and, oh, and the, right, yeah. the Colonel's chewing Joker's ass. He's like, what the hell? You have a peace sign on your helmet and you write born to kill. And uh, Joker says, I'm trying to I'm trying to show the duality of man, you know, or whatever. And this that's kind of where this this a lot of this comes from is, you yeah. know, I love bears like I, I legitimately I, I would kidnap one of those cubs and I'd bring it home and try to raise it as my like my lap dog or something. I love bears, but I also love to hunt them and they taste good. And, uh, you know, I, I just to, to think that Idaho is is going down this road where we're trying to cater to people that don't want to work for it, whether they're resident or non-resident, and and they're they're whining about houndsmen. Uh, I, I just man, it's such a dangerous road to go down because you look at Colorado right now, and I don't mean to talk your ear off, man, but you look look at Colorado. They're trying to put together a petition where they want to get rid of mountain lion, bobcat, and bear hunting. And all they need is like 130,000 signatures to put it on the ballot. And we saw what happened when, you know, they Colorado put wolves on the ballot. These fucking these these folks that don't have any connection to nature on on like a real true level, like hunters do sit there and they're like, oh, yeah, we want wolves, even though we're not ranchers. We don't have cattle. We don't we're not hunters. We don't see what they do to the elk herds. We don't see what they do to the mule deer populations, Um, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and they vote like uh, to to let these these wolves come in. So so what do you think is going to happen when the you know just Denver alone has the population to outvote the rest of the state, and and our hunters in Colorado are no longer going to have the ability to hunt any of these predators? It's it's sad. Well, it is, man, and that's the thing. Uh, I've said this for years. Um, it pisses me off to no end that a guy that's living in a five hundred square foot flat. Yeah, dictate how a man that owns 20,000 acres out here ranching, he can dictate how he wants to run his farm. That shit ain't right. You know, it's not American. Um, That's not American. No, 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 it's it's definitely um, it's not American. We, We were founded under the belief that we create our own destiny. We believe in our own freedom. We make our own decisions. We clear our own path and we are self reliant. We don't run our lives based on the emotional dictates of some city dwelling hippie that, that doesn't know the difference between a, a, a bear and, and a goat's ass. You, you know, I, I'm so, I, I've had it with that shit, man. I have had it with these, these uh, group think freaking liberals in these big cities thinking that they have because of their emotional reaction to things that they have the say to change our lives and dictate our lives. I'm, I'm over it. And it's, it's, like it, it, we we cannot tolerate this anymore. No, no, I'm 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 with you. I think there's a lot of us in that same same boat, man. That's why we get on here and talk about it. Man, you get me <laughs> fired up. You got me fired up. Or we've only been doing this for like 20 minutes. 
know. That's all right. We need to stay fired up. We never know what's ahead. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, and then what, what drives me crazy, you know, is they, people fall for it. And when I say people, I'm talking about the propagated general populace, you know, the, the people that, that, uh, are not hunters and they're not anti hunters. They're just normal folks. You know, they, they, they still like to barbecue a ribeye on Memorial weekend and, and they're just normal folks, but they don't know hunting. They've never been exposed to it. They've never been exposed to nature. They fall for the propaganda that comes from these folks that we're talking about. And, and I guess that's, it's kind of a separate topic from this bear survey, uh, yeah. but the anti-hunting folks that have this agenda to, you know, promote um, the elimination of any kind of predator hunting, like they're doing in Washington. Like there's this group, what is this group called? They made the wackiest post. God, I like my blood was boiling when I saw this post earlier today. Oh, Okay, so on Instagram they're called the the Relist Wolves campaign. Relist like who, Wolves. Wow. Like who are these people? Where do they freaking come from, man? And like they they write these bizarre headlines like did you know that wolf management programs have a profound impact on other wildlife including our domestic dogs? And they put these weird fucking statistics. Like le- where did you get that statistic that 40% like they skew the number 40% of non-target animals caught in wolf traps or domestic dogs? Of course. Okay. Yeah. Where, where, yeah. like, where, like, you, where, where, where are you know. talking about? Cause I Googled it after I saw this, I, I like Googled the shit out of this. I'm like, I can't find this information anywhere. And I'm supposed to just believe you because you're an anti-hunting pro wolf activist group. That, that just wants to throw out a bunch of random information. And, and the problem is like the, oh, listen to this line. We need to, we need your help to raise awareness for the plight of the gray wolf. Think about that, man. The plight of the gray wolf in the Northern Rocky Mountain region. I'm sorry. We are 10 times past the objective of the, the, yeah. the what, what the actual delisting number was to allow even anybody to manage these animals. So, and, and the other side of that, Shane, they're, they're going to get managed anyway. Like you can let hunters do it and hunters will generate the revenue to do, you know, conservation work and, and all the other money that goes to the state to help promote other conservation activities and whatnot. We all know that. Or the taxpayer that's already burdened higher than they should be is going to be stuck with that bill to manage these problem wolves that start killing cattle and, and start going beyond the scope of where they're supposed to be in the Northern Rocky region. It's just the same with grizzly bears. People act like, Oh, let's not hunt grizzly bears because they're you know protected. Well, they're still getting managed. They're still being killed and they're being killed at greater numbers. than if you just set a hunting season and let a few hunters go uh, take care of a few of them, yeah. it's stupid. There's no revenue on it, and there's no uh, justification between the hunters of of doing that or, or letting us do what sportsmen are paid to do. In essence, yeah. we pay to do this. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah. And so it, it's not really exercising our, our ability or our rights as taxpayers. Um, even below that, it's like you said, it just comes right back down to just being American. You know, so it's uh, – it is, man, mm-hmm. and they don't realize that they, they cause more of a problem 
than what their stupid statistics will ever show. You know, absolutely, um, man. If if they just look back twenty years ago from you know or twenty plus years ago, ninety four, late ninety four, um, when they released the wolves here, you know, um, and look at the decimation. I mean, you don't have to just take people's word on it or look at the the objectives that are falling short on elk and deer. I mean, like, only thing you have to do is just ask people that's lived here for 50 years. You know what I mean? Or yeah. the same thing that they let all these wolves out on. Um, you know, in some known areas that I've seen five wolves, I mean, I'm thinking, yeah, that pack's five strong. You know, and then the next time you're out there, that pack's 11 strong. Yeah. You know, and you're like, holy shit, man, this was just three months. So yeah. um, there's a reason why elk are tight-lipped and they don't talk. There's a reason you don't see as many animals anymore. There's reasons for this, and these people don't see that. They just think about, oh, there's a little puppy that's getting caught in a snare. No, he's not. You're in the goddamn backcountry, you fool. I know. And and that <laughs> stupid stat, man, like 47% of, of uh, non-target species are dogs. No shit. Okay, so you're probably <laughs> talking about out of out of the, the all the animals, these wolf traps are super freaking effective, man. Pretty much only a wolf can set one off. Like, so you're not getting a deer stepping on it. You're not getting a a, a, a bear getting his foot trapped in it. Maybe a small bear might. Uh, you're not getting raccoons. You're not getting any of these smaller animals. Uh, mountain lions are, are, are generally not going to get their foot stuck in a wolf trap, a wolf set. Uh, so, so yeah, maybe, maybe of the six animals last year that were not wolves that stepped on a wolf trap, maybe three and a half of them were dogs or, or two and a half of them were dogs or whatever the stat is like the number's so ridiculously low, but they make it sound like it's this thing that happens every day. 47% and all they're all domestic dogs. Fuck no shit. That, like, I'm sorry. A magpie is not going to land on a wolf trap and fucking set it off. Like this is so stupid. It's such a stupid statistic, but people that don't know any better will fall for it that are otherwise good people. Yeah. Yeah. They believe it, man. Yeah. They believe that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's, uh, it blows my mind. And that's the thing is like folks like us, like need to take more of an initiative because you all, you hear the most negative things yeah. in the honey. Exactly. I have totally. Oh, this YouTuber's no good, or that guy's no good. This guy's promoting this, blah, blah, blah. Well, if you're not a part of the solution, you're part of the problem. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's that's how I look at things, is that, hey, you need to start educating people more on, like, this is what we need to do. You know, I'm, I'll be the first to admit, I'm, I'm not a very good trapper. But I'm I'm also aware enough to know that, uh, these wolf traps, when they're stationed to catch a wolf, you're absolutely right. A deer's not going to walk into that. You know no. what I mean? They're positions, just how wolves think, you know, and these effective and traps, they know what they're doing. They're weighted. They're weighted to an exact T. So like even a coyote is yeah. not going to set that trap off. And right. and I'm I'm a good enough trapper to know that I should not be out there trapping for wolves. So instead, I... <laughs> I uh, I just help promote my buddies that are really because wolf trapping has got some real serious nuances to it. And uh, so I, I just let my butt like I had a I had a wolf come on my old property on in Idaho there 
Uh, and I, I'm hoping my buddy Justin Webb's going to go set a trap over there because he's a hell of a trapper, man. That oh, dude yeah. can trap a wolf. And and that's what I do. Like, I'm going to help those guys do it because the wolf management needs to happen. And I'm actually seeing a difference up here in the panhandle uh, with these guys getting really good at wolf trapping. I'm noticing fewer mm-hmm. wolves and I'm seeing more elk. And and that 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 like pendulum pendulum is starting to swing back uh, because these guys are out there mm-hmm. while we're all you know, sitting there watching football uh, or whatever. I don't watch football, but uh, for those of you that do, uh, when it's cold and winter outside, these guys are out there checking their trap lines. And so we need to support them. And, and uh, you know, you can do that through that F4WM organization. They do a great job. They'll reimburse you for killing a wolf, Um, you know, anything like that. It's it's super good. Oh, it is. I mean, it is. I mean, it's the... And, and if you're out out there enough, you're gonna see them, you know. And it's always like mm-hmm. I get that question. You know, folks are always like, "Well, where's the wolf's at?" I said, "I can tell you where he's been. I can't tell you where he's at." You know, yeah, they I mean? move too much. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean, there, there is twenty mile radius a day or or night, whatever. You know, they can they're on the roll. You know, so yeah, it's, absolutely uh, tough, man. And, and yeah. there's a lot of time devoted into that. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, it sure is. Uh, I, I've had more run-in incidences with hounds running lions than I ever have, you know, any other way, you know. Oh, really? Um, just, yeah, just coming in, just having them come in on, on the hounds, you know, so, man, which can I'd be love, pretty scary. I would love know? to go hound hunting with you, man. I, I've I've really, I, I've kind of done it with a couple of buddies, but I've never really gotten into it. I, I'd love to do that sometime with just you. I'm just... Down. I, I do, man. I'll make the drive. It's not that far. It's like yeah. what three hours for me or something. Three hours, yeah. Yeah, Still I think it's actually down. closer to four now. Now that I'm way up here, but anyway, it, I, it'd be worth it. I'd love to do it with you. And I know we're we're both kind of like the same where we hunt alone most of the time. Uh, yeah. But but I'd yeah. I'd love to go on a hound hunt with you just to learn how you do it and and what I love watching the dogs uh, work, you know, that's just like a, an art form in itself, getting the dogs up to speed. It's, it's badass, man. I'd love to do that. Oh man. It's uh, you know, and everyone thinks like it's an automatic catch and I'm like, do you realize, you know, compared to a dog's sense of smell compared to a bear, I'm like, it's, they're not even in the same framework, you know? No, no. <laughs> you know? It's like a hundred octaves or a couple hundred octaves versus like 5,000. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like, it's uh, a, yeah. for that dog to really work, man. It's uh I don't catch everything I turn out on, but we, we trail a lot. We have good chases, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's, uh, it, that's what it's all about for me. You know, it's, uh, oh, absolutely. It, you know, and I won't say my hounds are garbage, but I won't say they're the best either, you know? So it's, but they, uh, we get out and we work and it's fun to watch them, you know? Yeah. That'd and, be a uh, ball. I'm really excited when they actually do good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. That'd be a, that'd be a good time. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> we need, and that's the thing that sometimes hunters need to recognize is, you know, when you can't spot and stock, a, like uh, if we have, if we have a unit that's got maybe, maybe the bear population is a little bit too high. Right. But maybe there's maybe there's like a couple of problem bears. Let's put it that way. And and uh, they're smart ass bears that, you know, you're not going to spot and stock them. Uh, you're not going to get them into your bait. The, the, the most effective way to do that 
is going to be to get somebody that's that's an effective houndsman and get out there. They'll oh, yeah. they'll be able to locate that bear. You know, hands down. It's oh. it's a it's a great. That does not mean that hound hunting is is like a guaranteed hunt. It doesn't. It just really helps on those problem bears that are super smart that are not coming out during the daylight and you know those kind of things where I just feel like um, a good like talented houndsman with with his dogs uh, is is going to be able to solve problems where maybe others can't yeah that 100 percent, 100 you know it's a uh, and that, and i think that's uh back to the point of the whole idfg survey is is uh having these effectiveness um disciplines of, of methods of hunting whatever you want to call it um in different regions, you know, so, I mean, if it were to come out, I mean, just throwing it out there, um, you know, I'm just thinking in my head, man, what, what if something does change? Well, I know like in, you know, the Southern units, you know, even Frank church, right. I mean, you can shoot for miles if you want. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's, uh, there's units that pretty much require you to be able to shoot long range. Um, so it's like implementing these, these tactics into units that actually make sense instead of take away from, from units that don't make sense. You know, yeah. that's, that would be my, uh, my suggestion, you know, if, if it come down to push the shove, but, um, I, I still don't see where, you know, having a face off between the three dif- disciplines is, uh, is the right answer. You know, if they're looking for more of a trophy hunt, um, well, I don't know. I've like I'll go back to the thing. It's like I've seen more ground shrinkage on guys that shoot things long distance than I do of a guy's looking right at it face to face. You know, totally, so, um, totally. You know, so it's like, and, eh, and you know, know, I I I I think sometimes the the guys that are like committed trophy hunters, so called, and, and by mm-hmm. by saying that, I, I'm defining trophy hunter as somebody who's looking. They're they're very focused on finding the most mature animal they could find, the biggest bear, the oldest buck, what whatever. And I'm fine with people that want to do that. I, it's not like I have a problem with that. But sure. don't let I, I don't think that that should dictate to the rest of us. Like I I I'm looking for that average bear. Sure, I, do I want to shoot a 500 pound black bear? Absolutely, man. I'd love to. I see him on yeah, my cameras. What's that? That's <laughs> it. We'll go to Canada. Right. I I mean, we'll go to Canada, but, but, you know, let's face it, like in, in the, in the panhandle region of Idaho, uh, those bears are, are, are few and far between those, that, that caliber of bear. And, and it's, it, 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 to, to me, to take away somebody else's ability to pursue their craft the way they want to, uh, is more important than the like 10% of people that are strictly trophy hunters and are just like, like we depend on that meat. That's, that's what we like that bear meat. I'm not shooting cubs. I'm not shooting little teeny bears, but I'm not shooting monsters. And, 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 and I'm okay with that. I don't care. Any bear is a trophy in my opinion. Like, like you don't ever see coyote hunters get, you know, people picking on them because they shot a little teeny coyote, you know, a coyote (laughs) is a coyote, man. Right. It's the bears is kind of the same thing. It's, and it's, I don't do it for predator management or from a sense of, Oh, you know, I, I just killed a bear and I'm, I saved a bunch of fawns or calves or whatever. Sure, maybe you did. Maybe you didn't. I don't care. The, the, point, the point is you got out there as a hunter 
and he killed a freaking bear. Be proud of it. And and it's 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 a tough hunt. And so I just I don't think that the trophy hunter should negate everybody else. And the weird thing with that that survey, man, is it's like no matter how you answered the question, it would yeah. come back and be like, well, you know, what about in this case? Now, do you right. hate houndsmen? Wait a minute. Oh, no, you don't anymore. Okay, right. well, oh, how about now? Let's ask it this way. Now, do you hate houndsmen? And and it yeah. was weird. Like, I've just never – it was confusing. In fact, I got like three-quarters of the way through it, and I I, I pushed submit. I, I didn't finish it. I'm like, this is fucking stupid. Like, answer, yeah. just ask me straight questions. Send me a thing that says, hey, do you support houndsmen? Yes or no? Do you support baiting? Yes or no? Do you want to see bigger bears in Idaho? No shit. Does that mean I want to take a, take away, reduce, or eliminate any of my seasons? Hell no. We have plenty right. of bears. There's no reason for yeah. it. And I'm sure if anybody wants to send me hate mail over what I sent, send, send it to Shane Mowry uh, at bonemaniac.com or whatever your email address is. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And you'll get one of these. <laughs> no, I'm totally kidding. You, you can send me hate mail all you want. Jim at the Western Huntsman.com. That is Jim at the Western Huntsman.com. I love it. Well, I'll argue with you. You're, well, you're right, man. It's uh, I, I think there's a bigger problem in Idaho for wildlife than bear. Um, it, yeah, and, that's a great I, point. You know, there's there's way bigger problems than a bear. And um, our mule deer population is on a decline. I don't care mm-hmm. where anybody says. Our mule deer has been on a decline for years. Um, our elk have definitely, you know, uh, they they've been on. Like there is a problem until management numbers. With I still believe wolf is definitely definitely the utmost predator in the woods. Um, Yep. Uh, a lion, I have absolute most respect for a lion. It's the most methodical killer out there. And mm-hmm. it only kills what it needs. You know, it's not it's not going to kill just for the sake of killing, you know, like yeah. like wolves do, you know. Um, so I, I can't really blame uh, these animals, uh, and I'm not trying to sound like an activist at all, but you can't really blame animals for more people encounters because Idaho is getting populated. So, it is getting populated, um, man. You're right. So there's going to be more hunters in the woods, in the timber. There's going to be more more uh, traffic throughout the uh, um, the wildlife places. So uh, is our, the statistics of encounters going to go up? Well, absolutely, man. That's not rocket science. I don't. I don't need to be a scholar or a four year grad biologist to understand this. You know yeah. what I mean? This just it's kind of like if you're in the woods long enough, you're in the timber long enough. Uh, you're going to see shit, you know? So, I think that's a big, um, I think that's a big reason as to why Shane, when you get like on social media and, and you have like these management type conversations and debates going on, like the comments section, you know, and mm-hmm. some people just get flat out obnoxious, but you know who you never hear from the fucking wildlife biologists. Why don't they chime in on some of that stuff? Like, like I, have no idea. I had, we, I went to this meeting last fall where they're like, oh, well, the mountain lions are the ones killing all the elk uh, calves or whatever. And they had this big poster set up. And, and I'm like, you know, me and a couple other guys who are in there. And these are guys that are in the woods all the time. We have cameras. We run. Mm-hmm. We, we come across these kill sites. You could always tell the difference between a lion kill versus a wolf kill. 
And, and I'm sorry, that information that you're putting on that board is incorrect. That there is that I get a hundred wolves on a camera to my one mm-hmm. mountain lion. So mm-hmm. you're telling me that the calf predation is from mountain lions over wolves. I call bullshit on that. And, and I just, oh, yeah. I, I just, I'm sorry. The evidence speaks to, to, you know, the, the exact opposite of that. And I don't know what the motivation is for these, these management agency agencies uh, to try to blow smoke up our ass. Why, why the fuck are they saying that? I have what, no like, idea. what's the motivation? What's like, why, why do they want to, you know, put one predator on a pedestal? Is, is there politics behind that? Is there like, you know, because I, 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 I don't understand why they're saying that because it's not right. And, and anybody that spends enough time in the woods knows that that's inaccurate information, including all my trapping buddies uh, that were at that meeting. And everybody's like, the, like everybody's questioning the biologists. Like, like, why are you saying the mountain lions are the biggest predator factor here? They're not. They're absolutely hands down, without a doubt, they are not. They take the rap for it um, for a lot of things. You know, I, I think a lot of it has to do. This is my opinion: is is that the reintroduction of the timber um, has been a problem. They've known it's been a problem. They just won't admit it. Yeah. Um, and where do, what happens when people can't take the blame? They want to put it somewhere else. And so I think the biggest problem with that is, is they want to put the problem somewhere else besides exactly where it's at. I mean, that's the most political answer you can get. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's a, uh, it, I mean, uh, politics start a lot of things. And I think there's a lot of political motivation between uh, a lot of the federal animals, you know, and it's, um, it, it, there's, I'll go right back to it. I mean, it's, there's bigger problems in Idaho besides bear. Um, I love that I point like to too, see, man. You know, there, there really is. And I would like to see a more of a deer population. You know, I would like to see more of an elk population. Um, yeah. I would like to see less, t- you know, I really would. Um, I mean, I buy two tags every year as a non-resident um, tag. I'll buy a non-resident tag uh, just for the simple fact that um, it's less expensive for me to go some, go down in Utah or Montana to shoot one, you know, so I buy one. Yeah. I don't yeah, yeah. feel it. You know, but I buy it, um, you know, so and whether yeah. I kill or not, that's good. I mean, I don't know. I, I look at things. I mean, we can't, we we don't buy beef. Uh, everything that I take, we eat, you know, so and I don't ever, mm-hmm. you know, the wife's always like, yeah, hey, the food is full. I got two more tags. No, you're done. <laughs> you know, it's like, um, yeah, yeah, that'd know, be I, a bind. You got to get another freezer, dude. Nah, that's nah, that's nah, the nah, only I'm solution cool. <laughs> but but going back to what you were saying uh you know you, i think about I, I i which by the way i love your point that there are there are much bigger uh conservation wildlife management issues to tackle in the state of idaho than worrying about the black bear hunts i'm sorry that, that's just not like yeah. something we need to be working on solving you know fix a freaking yeah. salmon issue uh, in the Snake River before you in Clearwater and all that before you start worrying about black bears. I mean, good lord, we got black bears. And if if I had seven garbage cans in my front yard, I'd have seven black bears in them. You, you know, they're just it's not a problem. So uh, the the no. but going back to what your point was with in from that standpoint of hey man, does your is your does your wife make you a cocktail? Look at this. No. Look at that. Thanks, babe. Oh, oh man! I, oh, 
See? <laughs> See, man? I'd like... Thanks, honey. My... Mm. But, you know... My empty... <laughs> Do you need to take a break to fill yours up? <laughs> hey, Gina, where's my whiskey? <laughs> <laughs> I always time it right. I know about it. Like, if if I know she's going to have one, I know about how long she's going to take to drink it, and then I'll, I'll text her. I'll be like, hey, well, yeah. since you're filling it up. She's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> in the other room, but she's probably in there doing homework with the kids. So I won't oh, get her. There you go. Much. There you go. <laughs> Do you guys homeschool still or are you, are you doing, uh, uh your no, kids are, they're back, huh? Y- your kids are going in town, right? Cause you're, uh, where are yeah, you again? Like Kuskia, you know? Yeah. And th- we, we may start back up again, you know? Um, you know, there's some things we agree with. There's things that we don't, but, um, yeah, it's, a. I don't know. It, it's tough for her, you know, for four kids. You know, and oh, totally, and totally. Too, you know, so, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe we might start back up again. We've been, you know, thinking about it. You know, yeah. there's just there's more options that way. I, you know, and Idaho's really pro homeschool. So, oh, totally, um, man. It's way. Um, it's uh, it's one of those things that you know we're, it's getting real close again. You know, you know, you were so, you were talking about how uh, great it was. I was taking the kids elk hunting. It's because they they homeschool. Yeah. We we homeschool, so they you know that's 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 what I can do. I, I we have the the luxury of they they go with me uh, when I go on some of these hunts, mm-hmm. and um, I, I would argue that they you know not that they don't do actual school work and curriculums and all that shit, but uh, they learn a lot going with me, just going and listening to elk scream their heads off while we're you know calling them in or whatever. So. Oh, I, I, that's the point I, I wanted to get back to real quick that um, what you said and, and what, what we were talking about in terms of bear management and predator management and stuff like that. You know, if you think of Idaho and the populace here, they're pretty pro hunting. You know, if you yeah. if you like if if all of a sudden they put on the ballot, uh, they're like, hey, you know, um, should we ban hunting in the state of Idaho? Yes or no. It'd be like a ninety nine point five percent. Uh, no, hell no. It would be like a hell no. In yeah. fact, in fact, you'd probably have people down at the Capitol in Boise there, uh, you know, with with torches and shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you start a revolution, man. Yeah, yeah, you'd start a revolution. <laughs> so, so you know, you you have you have that aspect of it, and and what we were talking about with like the outside influences and in politics and all that kind of stuff. What do you think is going to happen in like Colorado with it, like the nature of their political climate? You know. When, like these wolves start ripping apart the elk populations and killing uh, cattle and you know destroying herds of sheep, uh, because uh, Colorado's big into uh, these these sheep will will go up and graze on BLM and forest land, forest service land, and man, they're sitting yeah. ducks, man, for wolves. Um, and and so you're going to have a lot of those conflicts and those those problems. And I was talking earlier about I felt. I felt kind of uh, like betrayed in a sense by the IDFG when they were at this meeting trying to tell me that mountain lions were the big predation issue. Um, mm. How is that going to be like spun in Colorado in a state that's not as pro like like their their fish and wildlife uh, you, you know agency is not as pro hunting as Idaho's uh, and, and <clears throat> Idaho's 
let's face it, I, you, you don't get much better than Idaho from a from a standpoint of these guys are they, they are pro hunting. They're they are focused on the fact that the the way we manage our wildlife is through hunting. Other states don't have that. And and so do you think there's going to be a lot of like actual legitimate misinformation, not like fucking Joe Biden COVID-19 misinformation? That's not actual mis- misinformation. I mean, like real misinformation uh, that, that is fed to the general public there. I think so, man, because how are you going to cover that up? Because it's going to be full on. All you need to do is have a couple hundred in that area you're going to have full blown massacres, you know, that's just what's going to happen. Absolutely. Um, yeah, For a couple of reasons. Elk. Oh yeah. It's I mean, like, you know, they have yeah. more elk herd than we do. They have a, they have, it's just like a buffet down there. You know what I mean? So and the elk I'm, and, and uh, the elk and the deer and the everything else, they don't know to be afraid of wolves. They don't know no. like a mule deer, a herd of mule deer does will kick the shit out of a coyote. If that's coming into a yep. fawn, I've seen it on video. They will kick, the, they will kill a coyote. They can't do that to wolves. And these animals have no idea what's coming. So, no, no they're just setting ducks. <clears throat> you know, they really, um, it's, it's going to be a free for all for a while. You know, I did notice that, uh, with that introduction deal, um, and I didn't, I haven't really kept up on a lot of it, but I thought that they had asked Idaho. Uh, IDFG for some of the, you know, to transplant some wolves down there, and we turned them down. I think a couple of states did. Yeah, Mon- Montana said no. Wyoming said no. Uh, I don't know if they actually asked Idaho because I think they assumed that we'd say no. But or I, I keep saying we, dude. I, I live in Montana now, so <laughs> I gotta quit <laughs> saying that. But I've been in Idaho great. most of my life, dude. So that, it's really weird that I. I, I can look out my window and I see Idaho, but I don't actually live there. So I got to, I got to like change my, the way I say that. It's so, so close. <laughs> it's so close. I can, I can throw a rock. Like if I have an Idaho deer tag, I could probably get way up in a tree stand and kill a deer in Idaho from Montana. And so uh, it's not out of the question, but anyways, um, they, they did finally, it sounds like they, they finally convinced Oregon. Uh, Oregon is working on trapping, up to 10 wolves and they're going to bring the wolves down to Colorado and put them in like the Vale, uh, I don't know, Vale Gunnison type area, but they're uh, it's it, like, they're kind of being vague about where they're going to release them, but it's, it's kind of like a centralized location and 10 wolves is going to be a hundred wolves in less than three years. Uh, and then for, when there, when you consider the fact that wolves breed at a rate of, of roughly 40% to 43% in a year, a hundred wolves turns into a thousand wolves very quickly. And, well, and yeah. so, yeah. yeah, what was Especially that? Especially for, you know, they're going to breed on the amount of food they have, which is abundant. So, oh man, they're going to uh, like be super wolves, man. Oh yeah. It, it's not going to be good and go figure Oregon be the one to get in. Right. So, yeah. Huh. They're all like they they're requesting they're requesting gender fluid wolves. So maybe they don't get as aggressive on the elk. Uh, Hmm. Maybe that'll happen. Unreal. 
I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I know. I know, man. <laughs> oh, okay. You you looked the look on your face was like, oh, really? A gender fluid, a, a, like a gender neutral wolf or some shit. Like, <laughs> well, I'm just thinking, you know, it's like, you know, I would be surprised if they actually was the headline. <laughs> <laughs> Colorado, we are looking for gender neutral wolves to come in so they won't fuck with everything. You know, I, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> That could be the podcast title. <laughs> uh, well, there you go, man. I'm full of ideas. Gender neutral predators. I told I told you. I warned you, man. You're going to get me on. You're going to get a bunch of nasty messages now. <laughs> no more than what I always get. <laughs> uh, no. Totally. I love it. It's, uh, it's what makes it fun. It's what makes it fun. But, yeah, so Oregon, they're working on getting the wolves, uh, like, lined up. They, it, it sounds like – they're going to try to get the wool, like 10 wolves down into Colorado uh, by sometime this winter. And the, the thing mm. is, is there's already a pack of wolves, if not two packs of wolves in Colorado that have migrated out of that Yellowstone region, greater Yellowstone. Oh, yeah. it's, it's really not that if you've if you've ever been from like Yellowstone to the Utah um, border, that that range that runs into kind of like the Uinta Mountain Range in northern uh, yeah. north northeastern Utah, uh, that, that you know there's wolves there. There's there's nothing to stop them. There's like it gets a little desolate uh, once you get past down south of Afton or whatever and start rolling into yeah. towards Utah. But it, it's desolate, meaning um, it's real sagebrush, open country. You know, you can watch your dog run away for three days kind of thing because it's so, like, open. Uh, but but it's it's still, you know, wolves don't have any problem. Wolves are a plains animal as well as a mountain animal. You know, they used to they used to roam the plains in the Midwest and all that kind of stuff. So um, it's nothing for them to cross that kind of country and, and slip right into Utah and Colorado. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, they'll, they'll- They'll adapt easily, you know, and they're going to yeah. find food. I mean, if they can cruise 20 miles in a day, that's nothing, you know. I mean, that's what people don't understand is, I mean, they're just on the move all the time, you know. They're on the move and then they split up. You know, you, mm-hmm. you, you get all these male pups that, that break off from the herd and they split up. They're not going to stick around because those alpha males in in that, that particular uh, pack of wolves is going to kick them out of the group. And they're going to go find their own group and they're going to start their own groups. They're going to breed. And then those pups are going to split up. And that, that, that cycle just keeps going and going and going. And those territories, they're, they're super territorial. So this, this is why like um, where they release wolves is really weird in Idaho. The unit, I, I believe it's unit 10, the Zolo um, or no, I'm going to totally draw a blank on what unit this is. Uh, the Lolo unit. Uh, I, the I was going to say yeah, right here. Well, yeah, yeah. Right, right by you. So yeah. that elk herd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that elk herd that, that ran that Lolo zone, which used to be a really good area, is, is north of 90% in terms of elk reduction. Because the elk, right. like like what they're going to see in Colorado, and I don't mean to make this whole thing about wolves, man, but I get I get fucking pissed about this this wolf situation, All and right. I, I get mad because of these people that don't have any sense of reality as to what happens on the ground. But in this in the Lolo unit, that that entire that region is north of ninety percent fewer elk today than they were in nineteen ninety five, 
And so, oh, yeah. so riddle me that shit. Like, like what, what else are you going to tell me that mountain lions came in or, or like uh, they released a, maybe there's still a, a, a rogue Tyrannosaurus Rex from the olden days, <laughs> killing all the elk. Like, like where the fuck did these elk go? It, it, well, UFOs abducted them. No, it was wolves. And it's because they yeah. didn't know how to react to wolves in, and this is real thick country up in there. Well, you know, and, um, yeah. you know, the, these wolves can slip right in on these elk. They get a bunch of snow. The elk or the wolves float right on top of that snowpack. They could cruise at 30, 40 miles an hour. And these elk, they, you know, these are 800 pound animals. They're not, they're not floating on top of that snowpack. So no. they can't get away from. Them. And, and so it's just a man, the whole thing, the whole wolf thing is just a shit show. And this is coming from a guy like, like Shane, I don't want, I don't want a hundred percent extermination of wolves. Right. I don't want to, I, 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 and I've said this a million times on my show, I like wolves do make the landscape a little bit more authentic and a little bit more wild. I like that. I like the wildness of them. What I don't like is the politics involved in wolves and how you get these activist groups that act like wolves need to be put up on a pedestal above every other species. And no matter who else gets fucked. Well, I won't say that. I, this is your show. I'll watch my mouth. No matter what other species gets screwed over. Yeah. As long as the wolves are good, as long as the wolves are good. Right. And we just need to protect right. them above everything else. Uh, that's what, that's where, I draw the line from a, from a wildlife management standpoint is, is these wolves have to have some kind of interact or interactive human management. And it needs to be through hunting and trapping because that's the only thing that like Alaska and Canada has proven this. The only way to manage these animals is through hunting and trapping. Quit fucking around and acting like this is 150 years ago. And like, there's no highways, there's no freeways, there's no towns, there's no urbanization, there's no railways, there's no reservoirs dammed up rivers, all these things that affect the habitat to think that they can go out and manage themselves. You're an idiot. They've never managed themselves. These animals have never managed themselves. We have something called Native Americans that have been here for, you know, millennia managing these animals. And so to, to say that, you know, like, like, and Yellowstone National Park just proves this, dude, I feel like I'm just talking your ear off, man. Should I stop? No, but these are all valid points that people need to know. You know, because yeah. we're we are we are thinking the exact same thing as as where these positions are. You know, it's it's the yeah. truth. You know, yeah, it really is, man. It's just and we we don't need to be biologists to understand this, is because we're hunters and we're out here seeing it every day. And it, and it, and that doesn't even matter. The biologists tried to give the wildlife commission in the state of Washington, all the information on spring bear hunting. And they said oh, that yeah. they're, you know, Washington is, has got a very robust, very healthy population of bears, very few lactating subs or uh, sows get killed uh, during the spring bear hunt. They are totally fine to hunt. Don't shut the hunting season down. And what do they do? These, these anti hunting pro predator, wackos on the commission not all of them there there's some good ones on the on the washington commission by the way i'm not i'm not talking shit about all of them but there there's like three or four of them that are absolutely yeah. anti-hunting pro-predator 
uh, activists, and and they that's why they did away with the spring bear hunt in the state of Washington because the, the science that you know you always hear like the liberal left, oh follow the science, follow the science, but they don't they don't follow the fucking science. They follow no. they follow some numb nuts. Uh, you, you know, some some fucking fuck wittery that comes out of some liberal nut job's mouth and act like that that's okay. Like, like give me a break. That's not a yeah. fact. That's not science. You shut down Spring Bear, you idiot. You have one of the best populations in the entirety of the lower forty eight states, and now those bears are going to yeah. become a problem. They are, man, and and I do. I mean, and the property that I hunt in Washington, um. I, I see bear all the time. So instead of, you know, instead of them coming out and you can kill two bear in Washington, right? So yeah. here's my thing. If you can kill two bear in Washington, you just admitted that you have a problem. Maybe you don't have a problem, but you have an abundant number that you need to get under control. Yeah. Yeah. It's not so, a problem, but they, they are, it's a very healthy population. Well, well, yeah, exactly. You know, so, I mean, having that resource to be able to shoot, to bear you know so my thing to like to the guys that's wanting to hunt bear which you can be very effective of hunting bear in the fall also so my thing to all the washington guys that want to hunt i mean i've filled both my bear tags in washington for several years you know yeah. so it's like just go there and kill them both in the fall you know what i mean so it's like if you that's how you want to act then by god we're gonna hunt we're gonna hunt two of them in the fall you mm -hmm. know so but but also exactly. it takes away from uh, you know, deer hunting and elk hunting, but I mean, you could incidentally kill it then, but there's a lot of old fruit trees, you know, and, uh, in Washington, you know, you know, in those canyons. So, oh yeah, they just, you know, it's, uh, it, it, it's good hunting and they have big bear, man. They have big bear there. They do. They have some big, healthy bears. How's your, yeah. how's your homestead doing, man? Man, it's, that, it's like, I don't know what slow. you said. I, I don't know what you said that, that made me think of that, but uh, uh, like it just popped into my head. I'm sorry. I kind of oh, derailed us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got a wild pig runner out here someplace. Do you really? <laughs> Dude, you should sauce that sucker. Is there, is there, are there any, I don't know if Idaho even has any regulations on wild hogs. Are, are there any wild pig regulations? Oh, I don't, th I think you can just shoot on site, but I mean, it's no, it's a, it's, it's just a Hampshire or whatever. We just got it running around. He's just a free range pig. Oh, one of those. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So get this. So, uh, we got this thing to like, uh, cause there was a lot of rattlesnakes, man. Uh, we on this piece probably like we've, I don't know. We've killed a lot. Oh, really? I, I probably shouldn't even say how many. <laughs> that <laughs> but, surprises me, man. We don't have any rattlers up here. Oh, it's, it's like horrible, zero. Man horrible huh like a lot but like that pig goes around and roots these things up man and it's like he just oh, nice in the summer so he's like a know, honey getting, badger yeah yeah man he is but he's gonna be sausage here soon <laughs> oh nice <laughs> that's cool man yeah we uh yeah, yeah. we had to we, you know we moved from our last homestead to this homestead now and and uh yeah Man, the lady, the lady that owned this homestead that we live on, uh, the coolest old lady I've ever met in my life. What are the? No, I mean, she, she grew up on a on a homestead in Alaska, and her name's oh, Annie. Wow. 
and she's uh, you know you know she's knocking on 80s door. She couldn't take care of the place anymore, and so she she moved out uh, to to be closer to her son. But uh, that, that's how we ended up here. Is uh, we kind of knew her, you know, and and kind of we, we got a really good deal on this place, and and so it was like okay, I guess I guess we're moving to Montana, right? And so, but this lady, like uh, like a month before we bought it. Uh, we get grizzly here, you know, and, and she's out there, the grizzly were coming after her chickens and she runs out in like her slippers in a broom and chases this <laughs> damn grizzly bear off her chicken coop and is just whacking its ass with this broom and stuff, you know? And, and uh, I, I love that. One of the things I love about this life, you know, is, is I, I think about people like Annie that have that kind of grit to, to live out here yeah. in the snow and the four seasons and the grizzly bears and the, and the coyote, we got a major coyote problem. I'm take I'm going to work on that this winter. Uh, but um, the, uh, you know, you think about some, some hipster in Seattle or some shit, you know, and what, what what is supposed to be a grown man, what he would do if he saw a grizzly bear. And, and then you got little old Annie running out there in her slippers, chasing one out with a broomstick, man. I just, I, I just, broom, yeah, with a broom, she's pounding it with on a broom and the bear's going shit. And she said it wasn't a young, it wasn't a cub. I mean, this was like a, a mature uh, boar. And, uh, no. and then when we bought it, I put my cameras on here and he came through one time and I, no I've kid. got this, uh, I've got this old timer uh, dog named Trevor. And I've, I put a few posts on the Instagram about Trevor but he's, he's 12 and a half and he's, he's about 110 pound lab. And, uh, he, he patrols. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he, he doesn't have much life left, man, but he still gets a hinker in, uh, to think that he is like the biggest, baddest mofo on the mountain. And uh, he chased that grizzly bear off and it hasn't been back since. So I don't know. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I land. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He marked it up. He's not having it. I love it. So that's you guys, awesome. you guys garden do pretty good or we did, man. Uh, we actually, uh, put in a greenhouse and, uh, Gina worked that thing this year and, uh, did really well with it. Just tomatoes, zucchini, oh, all nice. kinds of stuff, Big cabbage, I mean, alpha wazoo, you know? So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, it was, it was a good deal, man. I, t I told her I would build it and I didn't want nothing to do with it. I'll do the killing. You do the veggies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's how it is here. I don't, I don't do the gardening, man. I just like my wife, wife makes me go out there and pull weeds and whatever, but cause we moved our garden wasn't anything this year. I get like, we feel naked cause we didn't have a productive garden, but. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, for, for those of you guys listening and don't know Shane's homestead, man is way cool uh, up on that hill and, and just really good exposure. And I love the way you put all it all together with the shop and the, and a bow archery section and, um, you know, and the living quarters on the one side. It's just cool, man. It's a cool setup. I've always been jealous of it since the first time I saw it. Man, it's coming along, you know, it's uh slow, you know, like mm -hmm. with anything time and right. So, but you know, it's a, it's one of those things like we're live, we live in how we want to live, you know, and not, not really, uh, let anybody dictate that, you know? Yeah. Stay happy. Don't let money or politics bother us. You know what I mean? As far as that's concerned, we tell them both to go fuck off. You know what I mean? So oh, it's, yeah, man. It's just, how, you know, it's, uh, how, how do you think, 
like describe I, I know this is your show i'm not supposed to be asking questions is it cool if i ask you another question yeah. on, man. <laughs> all right man like when you when you when you think about that and what you, what you're talking about from like this self-reliance sense like i we live how we want you know and, and my wife and i are the exact same way man we we live how we want i don't care I don't care what what some politician's opinion is or whatever. We're we're gonna we're gonna pursue our own destiny kind of thing. But it's a hard yeah. lifestyle too. Uh, it's it's not easy. And so when you when you think about where we're at as a society, and you have all these like grown men that are uh, supposed to be, I don't know. I don't I don't know how to put that without being like I don't want to be. I don't purposely try to be overly offensive, but I think about this kind of stuff. Yeah grown men that are supposed to be providers for their family, but yet also they are so self-reliant on like the system. Do you think that that's right. had like some level of like a negative impact on, on um, what it means to be a man and what it means to, to be a free soul living in a, in a country that, you know, is, is supposedly free. If Is this making sense? Yeah, it is, man. I think, uh, I think a lot of that has to do with um, this way society. I mean, I have these conversations, it seems like almost daily. Um, you know, most of it has to deal with hunting because that's the industry I'm in, right? But it's yeah, it's one of those where, hey, man, has, what has changed? Uh, well, I think technology has changed a lot of it. Um, technology as in social media, you know, YouTube. Um, just the whole presence of everything being at your fingertips. Um, it's, and it's not meant to degrade anything because I think technology in some sense is great, but also makes you lazy and it makes you forget where you come from. It makes you forget your DNA roots. So it really makes, makes you not a man. It makes you just really rely on what's easiest. And I think that. Uh, that's the thing. So if some folks wanted to go out and just, you know, do their own thing and homestead and live life how they want to live. Um, this isn't remote enough for me. I, I, I could be back in Alaska somewhere. I, I've been tell the wife that for years. Like, I just want to, yeah. I mean, I like people, I like people, I like my core people that I can talk with, you know what I mean? Folks yep. like us, you know, think along the same thing and, my core people get smaller and smaller every year. <laughs> oh, me I mean? too, man. You know, and it's uh, me too. Um, because I just can't relate to people that you know. Um, uh, and it's not about I'll value anybody's opinion, whether it's whether I think it's wrong or not, you know. But because everybody's, you know, entitled to their own opinion, right? But some of those opinions just don't make sense. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And don't make sense to me. You know, as far as that, and it's mostly like. I mean, we're in what? Are we in Gen X? We're Gen X, right? So yeah, I, I'm Gen one- X. I, I saw yeah. I saw a meme where there was like this baby drinking a Coors Light that had the years <laughs> lined out for Gen X, and apparently I was born in that. I just turned 43 the other day, man. Oh, 43. Oh shit, I'm almost 50. So- <laughs> oh yeah, no, I can tell. I I, I I can tell that the reason yeah. why my beard is not as dignified as yours is because. I would be totally gray 
And so I keep mine pretty trimmed out. Like you have good genes, dude. Like you're, you have hardly, you don't have enough gray in your beard to uh, worry about it. Well, mine would, I would look like fucking Santa Claus, dude. <laughs> uh, well, it's like, uh, um, it, I don't know, man. It, it, it just comes to, uh, to answer your question. I think it just comes to, um, we've been not self-reliant enough and relying on other, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah, totally. Uh, it, it, you know, I don't know. Um, I don't see it getting any better. It's not going away anytime soon. You know what I mean? So it's probably just no. going to get worse. Um, and I say that as much as about as positive as I can be, you know, yeah. it's just like, um, it, it's, a. You know, that song, I don't want to beat a dead horse, you know, but it's like that song that came out with, uh, oh, the redheaded guy, uh, what, uh, Richmond, oh, North of Richmond. Yeah, yeah. Richmond, North of Richmond. Uh, what the hell is it? Oliver Anthony or something like Oliver that. Oliver Anthony. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A, uh, you know, it's a old soul in a new world. So it's, yeah. I kind of feel that way. Yeah. I feel that way a lot. When I'm digging through, you know, I made that old post with that old bison that I shot years ago, you know, and I was like, man, I didn't even have a beard then. It's like, I've been at this game a long time. And it's like, um, you know, just goes back to what you were saying, um, you know, to dignify and stuff. It's like most people, all they know is what's right at their fingertips. If, if it didn't, if they didn't have a cell phone to capture a picture, they're fucking lost, you know, or, yeah. or, a cell phone to do this or do that. I don't know, man. It's providing, a, providing for the family is ordering Uber eats kind of thing, you know, and I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, it's, or it's keeping so, with the Joneses, yeah, you know I mean? yeah, man. You know, they're financed to the heels with these hundred thousand dollar trucks. And, and, uh, I fucking, I, I cannot believe how much trucks cost me Cause I'm thinking about getting no. a, a different truck. And I've never, I've never bought like a, no, I take that back. I did buy uh, one brand new truck years ago uh, when I was in the Marines. You know how when you're in the Marines and they station you out there and they, they, like all the car dealerships <laughs> around there, they're oh, like yeah. ready to take advantage <laughs> of young dudes, you know, oh, yeah. and I, I fell for one of those. But anyway, I just, I can't believe what they charge for trucks anymore. Um it's funny you say that, man. We like we I hate I, I almost hate using the term, but we are like kindred spirits because I like that. I like that, that that song because of that exact line. I'm an old soul living in a new world. And and the rest of it. Yeah, there's some good parts. I love how he talks shit about, you know, all these fat fucking welfare recipients that that buy their Doritos and or, or chocolate whatever bars on welfare and, and all that. I, I agree with that. I agree with all of that. And, uh, but, but what really struck me was that old soul living in a new world. And I've always kind of felt like that. And I just, I feel like, you know, you, you always see that meme running around on, on so, social media where it's like, you know, um, hard times create hard time, uh, hard men and, yeah. Uh, you know, hard men create good times and good times create weak men and weak men create hard times, it, you know, that whole, that whole thing. And if, if you look at like the trajectory of, 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 of world history and humanity in general, you know, that's, that's exactly, that kind of plays out that way. It's not like some cliche ish thing. 
it actually no, plays out that way. It's true. It's yeah. True. You know, uh, um, shit. I mean, one of the hardest men I knew was my granddad. You probably know that too. Probably, you probably say Oh, the same me too, thing. man. You know, went through the war and like, you know, it's like seeing the shit and like, they were hard men, you know, just mm-hmm. that, that, uh, like when you, when you said something or when he said something, you listened and you didn't yeah. question it is the truth, you know, that it's was the truth. possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, uh, because there was credibility with that experience back then, you know, there, there, there oh, was yeah. this level of credibility that, that our grandpas had. They, they yeah. went through World War II. My grandpa was in the Korean War with the 11th Airborne, you know, and the 11th Airborne, I don't even think that exists anymore. Uh, but it was a thing in the Korean War. And, and, yeah. and, and you know, I, I listen to stuff like that. And and I also, I, you know, I'm, I, I like history, man. Uh, like I pay attention to it. And if you if you look back through like ancient Rome and, and Greeks, and the philosophers and ancient ancient Greek and shit, you know, they, they were talking about the breakdown of their society because of this weird obsession with sexuality and and gender and, and all these things. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what kind of it started breaking their societies down. And, and there was like this, this mix up of, you know, this, this traditional role of, of men and women. And, and this is where, this is where we can get real controversial, but I, I like the difference between men and women because they have strengths and weaknesses that, that rely on each other. And people try to mesh that shit together so much that like you don't have like that's the beauty in a marriage is is the differences between men and women, not not the similarities, not the competition of who's providing more and who does more and who's, you know, tougher or whatever. It's, it's the differences that make a marriage beautiful. And so I, sorry, dude, I go down rabbit holes, especially when I drink whiskey. <laughs> you, you're making me tear up, man. <laughs> I just, Oh man, it's just, that's kind of stuff. I just think it's lost these days, man. I can go on for a long time about it, but it's, it's lost. What, what is man? There's a, there's a lot of things that's lost, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It, and like you say, it's like I, I don't know how you, uh, I don't know how you could fix it. I don't even know how you would begin to fix it. You I know? think um, I, I I do, man. I do, and 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 that's what I'm worried about. Is it's not like a couple of old crusty guys like you and I getting together and chatting about what the problems are that is going to fix it. What's going to happen <laughs> is something catastrophic is going to happen, and it's going to require men to strengthen up. And that's what's going to oh, yeah. fix it. I, I like, I, and I hate to say that because I, I'm like, I'm not a doomsdayer and I'm not a, I'm not like a, I'm, I mean, I'm kind of a prepper, I guess, <laughs> but I don't have like a bunker and shit. I just, you know, well, I, I'm ready. Maybe we should, maybe we should right? <laughs> like I'm ready. If, if shit, if, if shit goes down and we lose our supply chains or something, my wife and I and our kids that we're going to be fine, man, we, we got, we What's got things that? handled, but you know, it's, it's not, it's not that. And I don't, I don't like advocate for that, but I, I do think that is going to be something, you know, like COVID was like this minor interruption in life. It's going to be way worse than that, you know, oh, and, yeah. and it's going to be something real, not fabricated, you know, and it's going to be, it's going to be something that is probably involves conflict and in, in all these things. And I think that that's, what's going to adjust, um, 
the, the thing that, that is masculinity. And, and it's going to be observed that masculinity is a good thing. And that's what protects and creates peace and prosperity and longevity in societies. Uh, as, as you know, you don't get peace other than anything through strength. Exactly. That's the only thing. Exactly. That's, You've got to be strong. It, and then that's, you know, you and I, we, we were in the Marines. Um, you know, we were willing to do things that a lot of people are not willing to do. Uh, and, and, and I don't talk about that part of my life all that much, but it, it's just, need- it's just a, it's a concept that I felt it was my duty to, to try to be a warrior. And, and I think that that's been lost on our society. Well, it is, but you know, just to take that one step back is like, you know, I, I was pretty, I mean, pretty young and naive when I enlisted, you know, um, but if I stop and I think about things now, you know, 20 some years later, 30 something, 30 years later, almost, yeah, don't age you know, yourself, brother. <laughs> I know. Like, uh, um, you, you look at things and you're like, man, I was pretty naive. You know, I thought I was doing the right thing, but I mean, you and I, I think there's a lot of us, like even people that never went to uh, war um, or, or even served, you know, for that matter, they, they would fight for their country. But I think a lot of us that go in and enlist, we think we're fighting for a country, but we're not. We're fighting for some other politician's agenda. Yeah. And that's what I don't like. Yep. I don't like that. I don't um, either, man. I won't stand for that anymore. You know what I mean? So yep. that's a, that's one of the things that um, I feel like now that you, you know, you always get a little wiser as you get older. And I feel like, you know, man, politicians have done nothing except do the exact same thing since the day they docked a boat on this land. And they, it's, it, it all started then, you know? And it's yeah, like, man. Since when do men need to govern over other men? I mean, just, be a good moral person and keep your compass on tack. You know what I mean? It's, and it's, um, there are, get it. there, there is like, if you look back through history, there are things that are justifiable in terms of war, you know, uh, sure. ending the Holocaust, freeing the slaves, uh, creating a new country for, for the sake of freedom for all men and how all men and women are created equal. Right. You know, you, you know, those, there's those kind of things, but you're telling me, like, and this is how I look at it because I, I have the same thought you do. I went to fucking Iraq. Why? Why did yeah. I go through that? Like, why did I go mm. through that? Why? Why did? Why did? I have I have uncles that went through Vietnam. I have I have grandpa a grandpa that went through uh, the Korean War. Why? Mm-hmm. Because the politicians that, that created that shit. Yeah, you know, and, and I, I have such a mixed feeling on it because terrorism is absolutely unacceptable, and and that's you know that one of the one of the reasons I joined the Marines was to protect sure. and defend my country, you know. But when I joined, terrorism wasn't even a thing. That happened halfway through my enlistment, and and then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, shit got real. But you know. When I was in Iraq, we weren't fighting to stop terrorism. I, there was like other things going on, man. I, I and I know, oh, yeah. you know, and people might get upset with me saying that, but like, why? Why was I there? Why? Because the politicians that, that put me in that situation, they've never spent a night in a fighting hole where they're soaking wet from sweating in a desert all day. 
but then the temperature drops to 33 degrees at night and you don't have you're the, the, the your your feet are like freezing because you don't yeah. have that you know you're in a fucking desert so you don't you don't think to have all this winter gear and and like the politicians they never go through that they don't know what it's like to eat goddamn MREs for months on end and not have a shower for months on end and and like put your life at risk and have these explosions go off in your freaking ears so now I'm deaf at 43 uh, you, you know they they don't go through that they don't the, the people that that manage all that they they didn't go through that why did we go there and and it's just I don't know for some reason you caught me on a night man uh, like I'm I think I, I I just drove home from Missoula today and I like I was thinking about a lot of shit tonight I was getting a little bit fired up on the drive <laughs> and then we get home and jump on to record this <laughs> so, well you know well it's it's all the truth man you just never know where things are gonna go yeah you know what I mean yeah but it's, it's real life shit brother real life shit yeah it um, really is and there's there's more more people that think like us than what we think or what people think you know um, yeah I think so too and this, the biggest problem is just unity. That's all it is. That's all it's ever been. You know? What What do you mean um, by that? It's it's all it is is just unity. What do you mean? Just being able to unite people. You know? Uh, get them on the same page. Let them understand things. You know? Um, th- there's always a... There's always, it seems like there's always something that wants to, like, get in your way. Whether it's, so, like, social media or... Uh, Throw out a, a a survey, a precursor on a survey that's coming up. You know, it's like trying to get this guy against this guy, and this guy against that guy. I, I, that's what I mean. It's like, do you ever? I, I feel like there's always, there's always something um, that stands in the way of the uh, the ultimate goal. And I mean, I'm big on this proponent of saying, you know, it's like there's nothing monumental in life that's ever done alone. You know, nothing. Oh, totally. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. And there, there's people that just don't understand that concept, you know? I mean, you can be balls to the wall, and I'm like, we, we strive for success and, and want to work, work and work until we get to where we want to be in life. But, like, um, there's always something else in the way. That's what yeah. I feel like. It's like as far as unity, you know? Um, you know, it's – I don't know, man. There's a, there's a lot of – there's a lot of negative – there's a lot of positive and there's a whole lot of bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> man. I think, I think you nailed it, man. You know, it's somewhere in between people are fighting over the bullshit. You know what I mean? Cause I mean, you and I can get on social media and look like that is a fake motherfucker right there. And I don't know how the fuck he <laughs> kills it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I see. I almost every day, man, almost every day. Oh, I'm an influencer. Yeah. Look at this animal. In fact, sometimes, Shane, I wonder if shit like that bear survey is is not de- deriving out of like some of these fucking people that live for the Instagram and, and they just want to be able to get uh, easier access to grip and grins to post. You know, and, and yeah. like I, people might roll their eyes by hearing that, but like I don't think like it, social media is that important. And I love your point about mu- yeah. unity. Um, and, yeah. and the fact, well, that's what it means. yeah. And, and there's this lack of unity and it's, it's because, you know, we have, we, we live in this, this society where 
between the media and social media and, and all this like digital interaction, it's like, it's, it's made things competitive where they shouldn't be competitive. And, and, and so we have, we have like people that are, you know, if, if you disagree with one little thing, like I swear there are like the Democrat party is super successful because they have this, like uh, this, this pro-choice side of it, you know, and, and pro-life isn't, isn't popular or whatever. I think that that's, why a lot of Democrats vote for Democrats because Democrats, if you, if you strip out shit, like those little social nuances, uh, like, like abortion and, and, and that kind of stuff, who the fuck would agree with that stuff? It's not like the days of JFK. Like, do you think JFK could get elected today as a Democrat? Hell fuck. No, man. He, he would be canceled so quick. Your head would spin, but yet Ronald Reagan would be a freaking superstar in today's GOP. And so who's changed? Who, who's changed? And, and I, I don't mean yeah. to make this political, but it's, it's the, the point remains that it's these little things like, like people think that one little disagreement or, or a difference of opinion makes it so that you have to hate that individual. Like, I'll give you a great example, dude. Like you and I, you, you are one of the most prolific bow hunters that I know. And, and I like, I respect the hell out of you because of the way, how effective you are with a bow. I'm not, I, I archery hunt when it is the most beneficial for what I'm pursuing. For example, I don't know how to hunt elk with a rifle because they don't scream. I, so right. I, so I hunt them with a bow. That's, that's what I do. It's the most, it's the most efficient way for me to kill an elk is with a bow. Uh, and, and that's because of the timing of the season and all that. But I love a good rifle hunt too, man. I, I love to go out and, and kill something with a rifle. And I'm really good with a rifle. And it's something I forgot because I was starting to get real, you know, archery only focused for a few years. But man, I, I realized a few years ago, damn man, I'm good with a rifle. And and I can I can reach <laughs> like like remember the old school ATT ads, I could reach out and touch them. That I could do that. And and so it's a good yeah. time and it's fun and and I enjoy it. It's a different experience. You know, th does that mean that you you hate me because sometimes I use a rifle, or I hate you because you use a bow on on a bear and I can't kill? I have n I've never killed a bear with a bow, man. I'd love to, but I just I've never done it. I'm I, I just haven't done it. And so uh, that was kind of a dumb example because I know you know you're kind of like me in that way. But it's stuff like that. You know, there's there's hunters out there they tear each other apart because they disagree with like the method of pursuit or the method of chase, the method of take, uh, you know, rifle versus bow versus muzzle loader versus crossbows and all these, all the shit people get hung up on. And that is derived out of social media. That didn't happen in the eighties and nineties. Like we didn't give a fuck back there. Nobody talked about that. So no. I, I, we just, that's what we've got to fix for this unity thing. Well, it is, man, because people just bash the shit out of it. And and who do you think wins when 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 they see that? You think the anti hunters like, win? The, fuck yeah, they do. And then, and they look at that and they're like, oh yeah, let's put a little bit of ear. Let's speed. Let's yeah. speed fishing. Let's speed them. Let's speed this state. And that's what they do. But yep. people aren't smart enough to figure out. We're smart enough to see it because we see it. We've been around and see this shit. But it's like. Um, that that's that's exactly where things get started, I think, and I hate it. You know, actually, that bucket that I shot, and we're out there skinning it, and Gina's like, 
man, this thing reeks. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'll run it up. He's like, yeah, man. Yeah, he man. was like, you know what? These goddamn gripping guns, you know, it's like, why don't you just start shooting does? <laughs> yeah. She's like, well, I have, I'm going to go after a cow here in, uh, in two weeks, cow elk. And I have no shame, man. I will gladly shoot a cow elk. I have, I have a great tag for it. I have a great spot for it. I don't care. I'm not after a trophy. Well, that's the thing is like, I think, I think even for you, you know, um, they go out in some of these units, the parents put them in for these trophy units. And it's great. I mean, I mean, I think it's great. I think everybody, I, even myself, I would love, I love a good trophy. There's no doubt about it, but the same sense is like, there's not one behind every tree and they're getting far and farther few between as the years go past, you know? So, um, for me, I, I mean, I, I've gotten to the point, it's like, you know what? I just would rather take the animal that's presented to me and, and go from there, yeah. you know, instead of trying to, you know, oh man, <laughs> I, I killed this one, but I was hoping for bigger. Nope. I killed what I shot and I'm yeah. happy about it. You know, like, yeah. you know, it's, it, it's that thing. I mean, it's, uh, it's getting tougher and tougher to get good trophy unit hunts. And, um, it's, I don't know, man, it's, uh, I I don't know what the answer is, you know, other than, you know, there's, there's, I don't think the management is there on a lot of it, you know, I think, I think, I think, uh, having a lot of conversations like these is always helpful because I I think when you get a couple of guys like you and I on that, we we share a perspective and I think we'd be surprised as to how many people actually agree with that. I've always found that man, sometimes like on my show, I'll say what I perceive as like some seriously controversial shit. And then all of a sudden I'll get like 200 emails of people that are like, man, I love what you said there, you know? And it's like, okay, so it, it actually it's not that controversial. It's like what people think and how people feel. And I think that having conversations like this and, you know, and getting listener feedback uh, on, on stuff like that is really beneficial to everybody because then we're all starting to feel like we're not alone in how we feel. And, yeah. and we start feeling like we have, we have like a tribe we can attach ourselves to. And yeah, that's what we need. Like, like, you know, I've, I've like you, you know, I've gone after, I, I I've, I've gone after trophies. Uh, I've mm-hmm. killed some big ass deer. I've killed some decent elk. I've killed, I've killed, uh, I've never killed like a monster bear. Uh, and, yeah. and, and I've never killed like a monster whitetail. I've killed some big whitetail, but never like a, yeah. like a 160 plus, you know, I'm right on the right, edge right. there. And whitetail yeah. are like the bane of my existence, man. They, they really, uh, they <laughs> fuck. Yeah. I get so they close. Dude, they're they so, yeah. And I love them for it. I love them for it. But, you know, I'm also I'm also pretty dang happy if I just knock over a little three and a half year old whitetail buck and uh, and load the freezer up. I, I, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not going to not kill something because I want something giant to post on social media. Uh, Fuck that. I don't we don't need to do that anymore as hunters. No. And that's where a lot of people have gotten bad because they're everybody wants to be insta famous anymore. And what people don't realize yeah. is that, you know, it's, uh, 
Um, brands, I mean, I know from experience, man, brands don't give two fucks. If you can't sell that product, you're useless. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, like you, you think, I don't know, man. It's like, I just don't understand where the money comes from anymore. You know, um, I don't either. TV is dying. Um, and, and big names are really having to work hard because they're getting cut. So it's, a. Uh, um, Things aren't working the way it used to be. I mean, it really well, isn't. Part of that is Biden economics or whatever. Bidenomics, is that what they call it? You know, when you think well, about the I, fact that we're still paying $4 for a fucking gallon of gas, come on, give me a break. You're still voting for Biden? Come on. Yeah, I will. Lunacy. Lunacy. started on that baboon. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, brother, it's I... I probably better jump off here pretty quick because I've been gone since early this oh. morning. My wife hasn't seen me all day, and I haven't seen her, and you we kind of like each other. Oh, yeah, I know. Let, let's let's conclude this with uh, with you know both both of us have a good bit to deal with Hoffman Boots. And, oh yeah, man. Uh, Jim's having a, a an awesome sale over there, fifteen percent off for Black Friday. It's running from November twenty third through the twenty eighth. So. Um, I'm going to get this thing edited and get it out there. for So hopefully everyone um, will just dedicate this show to Hoffman's. Hopefully they don't fire us. <laughs> <laughs> right, man. No, ha- no, Jim has been like he supports my show. He supports your show. Let me tell you something, man. I, I took the guy hunting one time, on, I, and I was so hopeful I'd call a bull in for him. I totally failed. failed mis- what, where'd you go? <laughs> I lost your video, brother. But, oh, there you, oh, there you are. Anyways, uh, what what I want to say with that is is Jim has probably cringed on some of my episodes with some of the stuff I've said, and he stuck <laughs> with me, man. And like he stuck with you. And I just yeah. got my Mountaineers that you and I were talking about the other day. Uh, oh yeah, yep. absolutely fantastic boots, man. Especially if, if any of you listening are on on like a homestead or something. Spend a lot of time in the woods, maybe uh, in the winter. Holy crap, dude! These these are these are awesome boots, and I I've been oh, I I don't know I've I've uh, I would say that I've had several pairs of Hoffmans. Right, I, I probably put either close to or over a thousand miles with my Hoffmans oh, yeah. over the years. Uh, it's over a decade, and it, you know it's a family of shoemakers. That dates mm-hmm. back generations, and I, I don't know. I, I just I can't justify some of these bigger name brand boots that you know they're asking four, five, six hundred dollars for them when my Hoffmans outperform them and they last longer. So uh, that's oh, just my two man. cents, man. I love well, them. It's uh, just salty there, people. Yeah, um, people is what it's all really about, are. man. Oh, it is. And, you know, and we're right here in Idaho, you know, it's, yeah. uh, you know, they're, they're packed boots or upper leather, upper leather, you know, made, uh, right there at the shop, you know, in Kellogg. So, um, he's got a good deal going 15% off, man. That's it. And, and that's like their black you know, Friday deal. Yeah. That's their black Friday. It's a BF 2023 is the code. Sweet. So, uh, you get 15% off. So, um, Good, good deal going. That's Say, off of everything. Store wow. What was you the know? code, man? You cut out there. So BF. Oh, BF two thousand twenty three. 
BF 2023. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I like, I, I'm not kidding you, Shane. I, I can't say enough good things about Hoffman. I, I, I don't say that just simply because, you know, they, they sponsor our two different platforms here and, and uh, but yeah. it's, it's, it literally is, it, it's just a great boot uh, that mm-hmm. is run by like world-class people there. These are not a bunch of wokesters running around, um, you know, creating trouble for, for the future of America. <laughs> this is, an, oh, Amer- yeah. this is well, an American company with an American dream producing American quality. And oh, 100%. Yeah. Get you some Hoffman's guys. Yeah. Heck yeah, he's got some new boots out too, man. He's got which ones? Those uh, the the summits or the other ones? Uh, no. So he's got like a ranger. He's got uh, the women's. Uh, oh the, yeah, um, my girls uh, all have the women's, the, the explorers. Yeah, and and they're yeah. they're badass. I love them. The girls love yeah. them. And then he's got a Kodiak that's coming out. His he's got like four different brands. Four mm-hmm. different new boots come out, you know, with like a, some with a mid flex for working and, and hunting. So um, it's it's really cool. Um, yeah, that's with a awesome. lot of them. Uh, it's like he's brought everything out like right now. And I'm like, holy cow, man, I need some more feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. That's the problem, man. You get all you get all excited about all these different kind of boots. But the, the problem is, is I have these two year old Hoffmans. They've been through two hunting seasons. And man, like there's nothing wrong with them. I don't need any new boots, but I, oh, yeah. so I, I, my feet do get cold real easy. So yeah. I bought those mountaineers, those Hoffman mountaineers. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Dude, these things, I'm stoked. They're they badass boots and they, they, I've all, any mountaineer I've had in the past has always been like a little too narrow for my feet. I got these fat, like yeah. waddling feet. Uh, not these ones, man. They're perfect. They're perfect. I could put a pair, uh, a couple of pair of like darn tough socks or some shit in them. And, 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 uh, yeah. it feels like my, my feet are glued to the boot and the boot is glued to the mountain. Yeah. I, I again, I, yeah, I just, I can go on and on about Hoffman. It's good. To, hold on one second. I'm going to grab these, this pair right here of these new, uh, these yeah, I want to see them. Yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna show them, I want to see them, man. And I'll I'll keep talking. Like for 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 hunters out there, if you're looking for an early season boot, those Hoffman Explorers in the eight inch are really really good. Oh, what do you have there? So the these are those uh, the new Wranglers. So these are the slip on for us lazy old farts. Oh, I like those. <laughs> like oh, it's almost like a mucking boot. Yeah, so it's like a muck boot, man. And you got uh, you got your liner on the inside. You know, mm-hmm. and then also uh, they're warm. They're not. They're not cold like a mucking boot. No, no. So you got you know your two or four hundred or the nine millimeter felt. You know, so and then oh yeah, yeah let me traction on those. Those are uh, sweet, man. Leather uppers here. So you're gonna send those to me, right? Those that's size eleven, right there. Actually, they're size twelve. You know. Oh, that's too big. What like? Uh, that's too big for me. <laughs> I'll keep, I'll keep them. I'll let you know. All right, you keep those ones. Yeah, I might, maybe I'll order some of those because I, I get, I do get sick of, of screwing up my regular nice boots, like cleaning out the chicken coop, you know, uh, that would oh, be yeah. perfect for something like that. Perfect homestead boots right here. Man. The, the, that is perfect. like, that says, that screams homestead, especially like you said, the dudes that we, we get sick and tired of lacing up our boots. That'd be perfect. Yeah. I'm going to get, what, what are those man. called again? Those are the, they're called the Wranglers. The Wranglers. These are the new, 
the new pack food. Yeah. All right, I'm writing it um, down. Wrangler boot. Something easy to pull in and out. And I think these are like full retail for like two fifty. So I mean, yeah. I mean, these will outlast any lacrosse mud muck booths that's out there. Hands well, down. and that's that's a thing. That, that's what I was saying earlier. Like uh, seriously, guys, I I was just in. I was just in like North 40 or something, something. They had these crispies and, oh, yeah. and they had, uh, I can't remember the other brand. They were both North of $400. I don't think explorers oh. even cost that. Like, like Jim does a really good job at pricing these boots and, and you're getting, you're getting as good, if not better quality. I've, I've never had a more comfortable boot than that Explorer. If yeah. like, like well, I would wear them every day. Even- you know, because you know, a lot of the competitors don't even have the vibrant soles. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, which are know, like Italian plus, made or something like, like they're they're super high end soles, and and that's what I notice yeah. when I go hunting with other people on those rare occasions. They're wearing some other competing or competing brand, and they're slipping and sliding down the mountain. Where my vibrance, man, yeah. I'm like glued. Every, every time we sit down and pull our pants up to, you know. Tucker, we really don't have to tie our shoe, but like put the brand out there. Like, hey, this. Yep, yep, this? yep. Check out the Hoffman. <laughs> Check out the Hoffman. I'd say it, it really is. It's one of my proudest sponsors. I, I love, I love my Hoffman boots because I, I do not just pedal shit that I don't believe in. Uh, well, and, absolutely. And so, it's yeah. an Idaho company. Yeah, you know? exactly. I, I love all the Idaho companies, you know, right yeah, here. Yeah, brother. Idaho, you know? So, you know, it's, uh, it's good. It's good to talk with you, Jim. And uh, yeah, we'll man. have to catch up more often and slip on down. We'll chase the hounds and drink some good whiskey. And Yeah, and, man. Uh, Anytime. You, uh, Shit, brother. Heck yeah. You, you and the family have a great Thanksgiving, man. Yeah, you as well, man. I hope I hope you guys, uh, you know, just go into winter and have have a great winter and, and uh, hope you've got plenty of bounty. And I, I, I know you do. You usually do. And you're one of my favorite people, man. Again, I I, I don't say that lightly. So, oh heck yeah! What well, if I want to get you on, man? We'll rough some feathers and. <laughs> Remember, nasty <laughs> emails for over this episode go to Shane, not Jim. <laughs> I welcome them all. <laughs> I love it. Heck yeah, bud! Hey, will you take care, Jim? Uh, we're gonna get this podcast out, and uh, yeah, don't forget the. Uh, the Hoffman Black Friday sales running from November 23rd through the 28th. BF 2023. Awesome. Thanks, man. Good to see you. Hey, thank you. You bet. Take care, Jim. You too.